Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I'm your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, and along with Andrea Adams-Miller, we are the co-hosts of the Leverage Masters show, airing weekly. And we have got a fantastic show lined up for everybody today, don't we, Andrea? Absolutely. Today's, uh, today's show is titled A Man of Steel, Leveraging Your Artistic Talent and Belief in Self for Success. And I'm really super excited about what we're bringing to you today because it's a friend of mine, Andrew Steele, um, which actually I had a, a laugh before. I just watched an episode. Uh, he's, he's an Australian actor, by the way. And I just watched an episode of the Justice lease for which he got an award for where he actually plays Batman instead of the Man of Steel. So um, I was just having a little fun laugh to myself for that. Um, But let me uh, go ahead and introduce him and give you guys the full bio of Andrew and what we have in store with this amazing friend of mine who is super talented. So Andrew Steele is definitely an amazing actor. He uh, went to the, um, it's called um, NIDA, so it's the Institute for Dramatic Arts in Australia, and he is really making waves in Hollywood now after of coming all the way from there. So he was trained in stage and screen, and he's really was featured heavily in Australia for uh, roles on Home and Away, Wonderland, and the award-winning portrayal of Batman, and two seasons of the hit comedy The Justice Lease, which I just referred to. And then after moving to Los Angeles, he landed his first leading role in a U.S. feature film playing the creator of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Frank Shankwitz, who's also a friend of mine. And this movie is a true story based on Frank's life as a highway patrolman, motorcycle cop, who ended up um, helping grant the wish of a young boy dying of leukemia, which actually ended up as the catalyst to create the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So this film has a U.S. theatrical release of 200-plus screenings that are uh, commencing June 7th with a movie premiere, and that's going to be June 7th this year. And Andrew is not limited just to acting. He does so many other amazing things. He's also the president and co-founder of the International Film Festival with a social conscious called Flicks for change.org so that's flicks the number four change.org so andrew welcome to the show i'm so glad to have you here it's uh, fantastic to be here thank you for the beautiful introduction well you're absolutely welcome um you know um having a chance to go through and look through your trailers and your reels that you know, to see, I didn't, first of all, I didn't realize I was going to see so much of you. Gina, you'll have to go check out the IMBD for his sizzle reels. I will. <laughs> so, so <laughs> what got you to, interested in going from being the man of steel to being involved with Flicks for Change? 
Well, I mean, I get, well, for starters, I was Batman. So, well, I'm, I am Andrew Steele, so I'm always going to be the Man of Steel. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, the Dark Knight was more my thing. But, you know, look, Flicks for Change kind of came about. Um, I moved to L.A., um, you know, obviously chasing my dreams of, you know, <clears throat> um, pursuing my acting career. And it's, uh, it's pretty quickly you realize when you don't have that support structure that I did of my you know, amazing family and friends back in Australia, that, you know, what, what am I doing here? Um, how am I going to make it? What, what am I doing to contribute to society? The first, the first thing that I noticed when I got off the plane was how many homeless people there were in Los Angeles and how lucky I was, you know, to have a roof over my head and something to eat. Um, and then it kind of spawned from there, you know, wanting to make a difference and, and giving back. But then I, I thought, where's the best, what's the best thing I can do with my skill set to give back and to the community at large. And, uh, and so I had the idea of creating a film festival where we have humanitarian filmmakers show their incredible art on the screen, which in turn uh, inspires the audience. And then once the audience is, is inspired, you, you, time and time again, you watch a movie and go, wow, that really got me. What can I do about it? You, you have a quick think and you kind of just go about your day. But the idea with Flicks for Change is that we bring in all the nonprofits and the charities that work in the fields that the um, that the filmmakers have just you know so eloquently uh, portrayed on screen. And then when you're energized with that, I've got to do something in your belly. Uh, we give the we give our audience the opportunity to to connect, and whether it's donating time or money or just getting involved in the space. So that's what Flicks for Change is all about: is you know giving back to our community. So awesome. I've taught entrepreneurs for many, many years, and I'm all about social entrepreneurship and the idea of building businesses that don't just make money for the owners, but really do make a difference in a way that also fuels profits for the owners, and the two things really fuel one another. You're just Mm. applying that in the movie industry from what I see. Well, I mean, yeah, it's quite serendipitous that, you know, once I'd started on this mission was kind of when I met, I met Frank Shankwitz and Greg Reed. So Frank is obviously the founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation and Greg Reed is a fantastic entrepreneur who, uh, who had the foresight to say, hey, we, we need to t- you know, tell Frank's story because it's so important. And, you know, it's amazing how, how you know, Frank's story comes he Frank comes from a really tough upbringing you know he didn't know if he was going to have food on the table or a shelter to you know to cover his head at night and uh but through all of these trials and tribulations Frank has grown into a man that he knows the importance of you know giving back and helping out when you can whether that was just pulling the weeds out of his neighbor's garden or you know giving some socks to a homeless guy on the street um you know you know, Greg. Greg saw the need to tell this story, and um, and how important that you know one simple act of kindness can cause a ripple effect, and that's effectively what what happened with the Make a Wish Foundation. Well, wow, that's really things about about all of that, Gina is. Um, 
<clears throat> so just so you know, Andrew, uh, Gina has been wanting to meet Frank for years. So um, I said, well, since I know Andrew and I know Frank, we'll probably be able to make that happen in the future. Um, you know, I've had the pleasure of um, – actually, I'm going to be with Frank here in a couple of days. We're both going to be at the same event, um, uh, um, Habitude with Habitude Warriors with Eric Swanson down in Houston – or excuse me, in Dallas, Texas. And, you know, having getting to hear um, Frank's story multiple times um, – and, and really getting to know Frank on a personal level has been really wonderful. And, and then, so, I, so I'm an actor as well and I've been, done a lot of theater. And so going through the trail, I watched the, tra- I've seen the trailer several times, but I watched it again today to uh, review it for the show. And Andrew, I have to say that um, like right now, even I'm so choked up because um, your portrayal of Frank you do such a wonderful job, uh, not only with uh, changing your um, physical, your presence, the way that you, you can, you know, by knowing Frank and the, looking at you and how you hold your mouth and the way that you speak and the demeanor of your body, you can really tell that you are portraying Frank as who he was um, when he was a younger man. And I can really see that. And uh, and knowing both of you independently and then knowing you playing Frank's role, uh, for me to be to buy into it, you're doing a marvelous job. So let me just really commend you for how well you've done with your portrayal. Uh, thank you so much. That that means so much to me. And, you know, you know, I had the role for a year beforehand and, and uh, had the opportunity to to get with Frank and really get to know yeah, his mannerisms and how he spoke and, you know, his, his mentality and, you know, how humble he is. And, but we you know, we are, as you pointed out, we're, we're, we're quite different, but that's, you know, the beauty of, you know, acting is really being able to pour yourself into somebody else's essence. And um, yeah, so it was so, so humbling to, to have that opportunity. And, uh, you know, I just hope I did him proud. Yeah, yeah I quite can't impressive. Wait so, to see the movie myself. Yeah, Gina, you, it'll be. Um, it, it's quite touching. Uh, you know, another part of it, Gina, and for all of our audience listeners, is you know we see Frank. He's always happy-go-lucky, super loving, super friendly, and we get to see Frank going through some personal changes and some frustration where. Um, you know, he's unhappy and depressed and angry. And so that that is really an interesting shift to see that because we don't always get to see people in their real lives and the trials and tribulations that they've gone through. And certainly you portrayed that well for Frank. And I wondered if you'd share a, with us, you know, as an actor, knowing Frank and being his friend and then portraying things that maybe Frank isn't overly, you know, as thrilled about to share. Well, you know, uh, Theo Davies did a beautiful job. He's our writer-director. Um, fantastic job of, of crafting a script where, where Frank really goes through some ups and downs um, and through his life, and, and that was, you know, evident in, in his life's story. Um, and, you know, I think, um, you know, where um, Frank really... Um, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one. You know, there, there was nothing that any person wouldn't have done. Like, Frank doesn't, you know, he's not, he's not saying he's a, he's a perfect person, but when you put in these certain situations, you kind of toughen up. You know, he was, he was abandoned, um, effectively, you know, kidnapped by his mother uh, away from his father, who he had a really deep connection with. But she was, uh, she was very whimsical and, 
And, uh, you know, they didn't, they had a very strained relationship, his mother and he. And so basically she kidnapped him from a playground and was kind of on the run, um, you know, taking him away from his dad, who he desperately wanted to be with. So, you know, over years of, of not being able to rely on that mother figure, it, you know, it, it hardened somebody somewhat. And um, the beauty of this story is that when the, this, this heartened, hardened to heart, he, he's still giving back and was, was kind to those that were less fortunate to him, than him. And whether that was, you know, all the service he did with, you know, the Special Olympics or, you know, kids that weren't as fortunate as him, um, you know, it, it all came back to, you know, this epiphany that he had um, when he was nearly killed in a motorcycle accident. Um, he was hit by a, a runaway driver and his heart had stopped for three minutes. And he was resuscitated by an off-duty passing by uh, emergency room nurse. They, his partner said, look, he's, he's dead. Like, thank you for trying. Basically, they radiated him, him, him in dead. She never gave up. She kept, she kept just working on him, giving him CPR. And then three minutes later, after his heart had not been beating, he came back to life with a splitting headache, wondering, what am I going to do with my life? And... You know, coming from this, you know, this place where he'd been abandoned, you know, but by this traumatic childhood, he had the foresight to come through. And then when a sick kid with leukemia wanted to, you know, meet his hero idol and the TV show Chips with Punch and John, you know, Frank was a motorcycle officer, so he was the closest thing. And, uh, you know, boy, did he change this kid's last two weeks by, you know, servicing him with love and respect and and that that's the kernel that started the Make a Wish Foundation. Uh oh. Just so you guys know the live stream of the show will end in a few seconds. We can keep talking. <clears throat> it will do the recording, Andrea. We just anybody listening live, you're gonna need to wait until the show is over in an hour and the recording is done so that you can finish listening to it. All oh, right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning All in. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> so uh, you'll hear the rest in a few moments. Oh, so we can't uh, recreate that. All right. Well, I guess we cannot. So, um, uh, so uh, well, that'll be good to know that they can do that, that they can uh, listen into the rest of it through the audio recording. And, um, you know, such as it with anything with technology, you know, we have to uh, make do and make amends and have flexibility and adaptability. And uh, certainly uh, Gina knows about that, having been an entrepreneur her whole life and a business consultant and um, owning multiple different um, businesses. And, and me as well. I, I have a background in law enforcement, and then I own multiple businesses as well. But for you, Andrew, you know, for you um, making the shift to change and move from Australia to the United States, you know, can you tell me a little bit more about, you know, the confidence that you had to have in your belief of what you could achieve and what, how that's led you to be successful? Uh, yeah, well, you know, the thing is, uh, in acting, you... You know, you know, I went through six years of full-time acting study at uh, a place called Ada and another place called NIDA, very well renowned. Um, but it was just, you know, it was nine to six, five days a week for, for three years in each circumstances. Um, and I, I just love the craft of, of acting and, and what, that, what, what it is to become a different character and the community aspect of being on set or on stage, part of an ensemble. 
Um, so, you know, I have a, a dr- deep drive and also to tell stories that, that matter and, and make a difference, you know, like, like Wishman, um, you know, you know, cause we really hope that this film is a catalyst for people to make change, you know, even a small thing in their life that can cause a ripple effect in the, in their community and wider. Um, but so it's coming over to the States was just the, the, the natural progression for me. Um, there's, you know, there's so much opportunity over here and, uh, and there's so many brilliant stories over here and, and opportunity to tell stories um, that it, it was, uh, yeah, it just felt, felt like a no-brainer and, you know, I'm so thankful that I did because I've, I've uh, just married the love of my life who I wouldn't have met had I not come over here. Um, and uh, it's, it's funny, she's, she's Australian, so I obviously had to come to America to meet an Australian, um, but, yeah, <laughs> we're so happy and... Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to a long life together. That's absolutely beautiful. When did you guys get married? We got married three months ago back in Sydney. Awesome. Yeah, I knew it was recent, but I, yeah, really. Nearly went. Yeah, she's absolutely gorgeous, um, absolutely beautiful woman. I, I haven't had the pleasure of getting to talk with her one-on-one, but I've been in the same location with her where we, you know, nodded and, and greeted each other, but that's about it. So I look forward to the next time we're at the same event so I can actually g- get to make her acquaintance better. Uh, Gina, did you have another question for Andrew? I've been kind of hogging the mic here. Well, I know with Switch for Change, you probably have seen an awful lot of films that make a difference. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like they're they're all favorites, you know. Um, but you know, there's there's a there's a twin twin brothers called they go by the name of the Twin Towers. Uh, Aaron and Winston Tower, and they won our uh, our, fest, our festival last year in Los Angeles, and uh, they were just fantastic. They put in they submitted three films. <clears throat> All of which made our, you know, top top ten films, and we showed about thirty films last year in LA. We also have festivals in Sydney and Washington DC, the different program. <clears throat> but in our LA event, uh, they really, you know, kind of swept the pool. Um, uh, you know, they were focused on showing. Um, uh, there was a film called Sleep Well, My Baby, which is set in North Korea. And, um, you know, about North Korean women fleeing across the border and then getting picked up along the way um, and, and used, you know, being sold into slavery. And uh, this one lady that had a baby with her and the baby was sold and she was sold. And it's her story of trying to get back to her baby and who knows where the baby is. It's, it was very harrowing. Um, another one they did was called uh, Super Marco and it's, it's, it's based on um, yeah, in the Philippines uh, uh, online sex trafficking. So yeah, there's a little boy oh, like, wow. in front of a webcam, and that's all you kind of need to know. It's a five-minute film. It, you know, doesn't show stuff, but it implies everything, and that's just way too much for anything to be happening, let alone to you know a seven-year-old kid. So you know, yeah, it's the, very the challenging. Itself, there's a lot of there's a lot of very heavy films, and you know, we definitely value the comedies that we're able to put in there, because um, often in these documentaries and dramas, um, you need some levity, and you know, the comedy is often you know a really fantastic way of getting a message across without feeling like it's been you're being hit over the head with it. But 
you know, you can laugh at something because you, you recognize a certain thing that's happening and how your reaction is to that. And then you realize, hang on, why am I laughing? And what is the truth behind that? So there's so many brilliant ways to tell stories and, and to make an impact and to, you know, really, you know, continue to, to influence and, and inspire those around you. And, and that's, you know, what I, what I love about Wishman is just that it is an inspirational film and you'll come out having laughed and cried and gone through this gamut of emotions, but you'll have this um, urge and, and willing to do something. And, uh, you know, that's, that's all we can hope for. Every Sunday I start my day with either one or two inspirational movies. And it's getting harder and harder to find good inspirational movies to watch every Sunday because I've seen so many of them. I've been doing this for years. Where can I go to find some of the films that you guys are pulling into your festivals? Sure. Um, You can go to flicksforchange.org. That's F-L-I-C-K-S, the digit for change.org. You go to the watch tab. And I think there's about, you know, 20 films that are up there, all that we've shown over the last three years. And uh, <clears throat> that's that's a brilliant place to start. Oh, that'll keep me busy for several months. Thank you. There you go. At least until <laughs> June great. 7th when Wishman comes out. Yeah. And I then, can't and then you'll wait for Wishman comes out. Make sure you yeah, let me really know, really Andrea. Excited about it. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Uh, we're, um, and do you have a you date know, for um, it? Yeah, June 7th. Uh, June 7th, yeah. That's the... Uh, yeah. that's well, that'll the be a belated release. birthday present. My birthday's June oh, wait. Yeah. oh, is it? Well, happy birthday to you. I'm so glad that they planned it out that way for you, Gina. <laughs> yeah. That was so nice of them, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Andrew, um, with Flicks for Change, you know, I see that you have on there that you certainly would love uh, people to contribute and and help foster uh, this whole movement, um, which is something I'm very interested in. I've always uh, loved film. I've, I've had an interest to film and direct and write documentaries for years, and, and I haven't um, taken that on yet, although it comes closer and closer all the time. Uh, so mm-hmm. how can people, I know that what are feeling. some things that, yeah, what are some specific things that, you know, you have like as a dream list or dream wish for the types of people that you'd like to get on board and the kinds of activities or funding or projects that you'd like them to bring into Flicks for Change? Sure. Look, obviously we're completely inclusive. Anybody, any race, ethnicity, sexuality, whatever it is, we, we want you and we, we want your opinion. And, and it's all about having that you know, cross section of the community. Um, you know, uh, it's you know because it's it's other people's opinions that are going to inform you about you know different ways of people thinking. It's all well and good for everybody to be segregated and and stuck in the way that that group sees everything. But it's until you can hear the perspective of somebody else, or your brother, or your sister, or your neighbour, that that you'll truly grow and you know harmonious you know, society is going to evolve from that. So we can tear down the borders and and uh, get involved but you know beyond that um you know we're specifically looking for you know short films around about 20 minutes and under um they could be shot on an iphone they could have fantastic production value but what we're looking for really is something that moves you moves the audience and enlightens people on something that they might not have been thinking about beforehand it could be an injustice um 
it could be a, a, a funny little quirk, but it's something that inspires a conversation because what we're really passionate about with Flicks for Change is that conversation. And so we have an open, open like town hall style discussion um, at the end of the films. And then we can really engage and kind of mine out some of the, some of the, some of the ways we can, you know, progress. Um, and with, with regards to, you know, volunteers, we, we love as many volunteers as would like to come and get involved. Um, uh, if you want to help give back to the nonprofits, we've got links online about how you can do that. Um, obviously, you know, funding is a big thing. We're a nonprofit. So if you do feel like you have a couple extra dollars and you'd like to, uh, you know, donate to, to our cause and help us with our mission, then we'd be uh, very much thankful. And, um, you know, there's other, you know, things that we can do for corporate sponsors that, you know, allow their brand visibility and, um, you know, the, the goodwill of, of, of doing something and, and giving back, like, you know, the greatest nonprofit in the world will arguably make a wish that they've done half a million wishes around the world in the last 38 years. We're into our third year right now, but, um, you know, if we could uh, grow with the support of the community, which is, which make a wish is completely made up of the community. Everybody's a volunteer. Frank Shankwitz never took a dollar from make a wish. Um, and you know, that's something I definitely, you know, hold, hold high and, you know, hope to aspire to that greatness one day. That's amazing. I, um, I'm certainly excited about seeing how uh, Gina and I both with our businesses and our outreach can um, help, you know, create even a, a bigger list of connections for you because uh, it sounds like we both are very inspired by, by the Flicks for Change. It, it seems like it's quite amazing. And, you know, all the focus has been on Wishman, which uh, certainly deserves its time and its energy. But I'm also curious to know what else that you have going on for yourself and, and the things that you're wanting to manifest in the next couple of years. Well, um, you know, Wishman is definitely my crowning moment um, and the, the biggest opportunity I've had and such a beautiful story and um, I'm thrilled to bits that, you know, I get to share this with the world very shortly. Um, you know, creating films that have, have this kind of, um, you know, potential impact on the world is definitely something I want to keep focused on. Um, my wife and I are creating a film um, about the, uh, the the illness endometriosis, um, which is uh, an illness which affects one in ten women, and you know can cause infertility. And this is something that's often misdiagnosed. You know, even you know general practitioners they're not necessarily looking for it. So, you know, we're working with a, a couple of people high up in the endometriosis societies to um, to create a film that's not only engaging, entertaining, educating. Um, but uh, you know, really, really sheds a light on 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 this thing that is is totally curable, but you know, it has a huge a negative effect on, on a lot of um, a, a lot of women in 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 the world. So yeah, that's that's definitely a passion project um, that we're writing at the moment. But always looking for for other opportunities to to help out with different with different productions, um, whether it's through the Flicks for Change banner or or, or personally. Um, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of us out there, and I think if we're all working out our individual silos, that's not the best way to move forward. But it's, for me, collaboration and uh, you know helping out and giving back, you know wherever I can, 
um, is something. So if anybody has a project and, you know, they'd like to, um, you know, reach out, please, please do. I'd love to uh, hear. Oh, that's fun. Do you have some ideas, Gina, that's uh, triggering your mind? Well, I think a lot of the, the connections that I have are potential sponsors more than anything. And strangely enough, for about 11 years, I did a weekly call that I called the Hug Seat. The point of the Hug Seat was we would take entrepreneurs and get them to share their vision for where they wanted their life to be in the next one to three years, their vision for the good they wanted to do in the world whenever, including the legacy they wanted to leave. And then the balance of the call was set to design a strategic plan that could make their vision a reality. Well, oddly enough, I've had four different people on hug seats over the years who were either filmmakers or filmmaking companies, all of them doing films that make a difference. So I will definitely get in touch with them and make sure that they're aware of films for change for sure. Beautiful. Well, that's exciting. Thank you. I, re- I appreciate that. Great. Well, a, l- a little background one uh, that uh, both of you may not. Oh, sorry, Gina, go ahead on that point. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrea. Awesome. So, uh, well, one of the things that you neither one of you probably know about me, um, well, Gina may know part of it, um, is I own a dating and relationship business called Ignite Your Relationships, and I've had that for um, about 30 years now. And I actually did my dissertation work um, on – I'm actually all but dissertation. We ended up having a really bad flood, so I lost all my electronic and hard data, uh, so I could never finish Chapter 4 and 5. However, uh, all the work was done, the research, and I did it on the um, biopsychosocial aspects of online support groups for women with seven subsets of pelvic floor disorders, and one of them mm. is endometriosis. So Mm. I ran online support groups for women who had these disorders that actually created so much distress in their normal lives, um, both from um, just um, having pain to discomfort to chronic bleed to the inability to, you know, have fertility, which was interfering with relationships, um, self-esteem, body image, you know, and and marital relationships as well. And um, so... Um, um, I actually was on 2020 for another pelvic floor disorder, which a lot of the women often have when they have uh, endometriosis as well. Um, mm. So, um, so that was kind of how all my world came around to ended up being a publicist because I ended up getting myself on radio and television, which led. So it's kind of ironic that pelvic floor disorder, wow. <laughs> which I got into because of law enforcement, <laughs> kind of brings you a full circle wow. to the world. So it kind of makes me laugh when I hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it would be interesting to share. Yeah, no, I would. We would love to, you know, pick your brains and maybe talk to some of the ladies on that, you know, forum because you know we're looking for, and that's the thing. It it it, it affects women in so many different ways, and it affects men as well because of their relationships it's, and the pressure it puts, and and um, and yeah, no, I'd love to speak with you further about all that. 
Yeah, that would be interesting because, like, even Gina knows about, like, what it's like. She she had uh, was in a really bad accident and went through a lot of mm. disabling pain for a really long time. And so whether you have endometriosis or leukemia or, you know, whatever disorder that there is out there in the world or you have an accident, uh, when you have chronic pain, um, how it affects your whole entire life and how you process that information and overcome it and the tools and resources that are out there that maybe people don't even know about about or don't know how to utilize even if they do know about them um, really prevents them from uh, learning how to overcome or manage their their pain and their illness so um, or their disability so that they can um, have quality of life that feels great for them yeah definitely yep and in the end my my condition actually cost me my 26 year old marriage so it definitely oh. impacts lives in so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So, I'm yeah, I'm excited to uh, hear more about that project as it persists and what's happening with that. Now, I do have a question because I didn't hear the backstory of why you had this really ridiculously cute and furry outfit on when we were at <laughs> Secret Knock. Um, so for those of you who are listening, so I can give you a visual description, Andrew uh, was sporting, um, I believe, a friend's um, uh, clothing wear, which is like outerwear for like if it's cooler. It, it looks like a legging of like fur from the knee down to the top of the foot and it, it wraps around and, and so it kind of has that caveman look with some really fun pop culture flair and then a really cool vest with a hoodie pop, that pops up over that's oversized and fun and again all furry as well. Uh, very attractive, very trendy and I never got to hear the backstory. story. Uh, I was me trying to do a Wookiee, I can't. Hang on, too much pressure. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty rubbish. Very um, sexy, very sexy. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, look, this is uh, this is a, a line called Velu Fur, and I encourage anyone that's uh, listening right now to get out Instagram and go at V-E-L-U-F-U-R, and then you can have a very good eye visual of exactly what, what we're talking about here. Um, so Velu Fur was again. created by... Uh, at V E L U Velu Fur F U R no space in between Velu Fur um, and so that stands for Vegan Luxury V E L U Vegan Luxury Fur and um, so it's actually completely um, so this was created by a really good friend of mine uh, Jordan Laub um, and you know when his father passed away of, of brain disease um he um he wanted to figure out what what he could do to give back as well and um and he'd been going to uh he lived in tahoe and um he'd been going to um burning man which is very close um for for a number of years and saw this kind of fashion that was there but also you know the ethos of burning man is very much leave no trace um and you know it's it's forward thinking for the environment so he created this fur that was completely uh made out of recycled plastic um so it looks fantastic to look at like it's very you know showy and and fun um you know the arrangement that you saw andrea was um it was so basically they had these jackets which are completely reversible they have really awesome prints on the inside 
But what you saw was when I zipped off the arms and made them boot covers. So, you know, they're hooded, so they're <laughs> well, warm. Well, it looked adorable. <laughs> I know, right? So so you can wear it as a jacket or you can wear them as boot covers, like this kind of ridiculous kind of, you know, futuristic cowboy look. Um, but it's, it is, it's so much fun. They're warm. I can't tell you how many people will go, oh, my goodness, that jacket. A lot of people touching you, rubbing you. So if you're into that, grab a Velu fur. Um, but, you know, it's the kind of thing that, that people would go, oh, I couldn't pull that off. But you know what? You put it on and you pulled it off. And people go, you're that person that pulled off that crazy jacket. Like, it's just like, have a go. Like, it really kind of puts smiles on your faces. And, you know, you know if that's how you're going to cause a ripple effect, then, you know, you know and, and change change the small energy around your in your area, maybe Bailey Fur is the way to go. And you can find Definitely. it right on V E L U F U R dot com as well. These are incredible guys. I mean absolutely <laughs> awesome. And they're in very so limited supply you. as well. So there are uh, a lot of them, you know, may they might make ten of them or, you know, so they I know they're getting in some more in now, but um yeah, they're very, very um, they're competitively priced, and, and they're just a lot of fun. <laughs> very cute. Well, I took some pictures of you in them, so I'll have to get those uh, completed, getting edited, and get them to you so you can share them with them because uh, that was certainly a lot of fun. And so Thanks, besides babe. the philanthropy and the acting, you know, what else, is, what else do you love to do in your world? What else is going on for you? Um, well, I, I play music. Um, I, uh, yeah, I play a bunch of, you know, songs and stuff, you know, original stuff, covers, I love kind of jamming out with friends. Um, uh, I'm very excited to say that I'm, I'm about to head down to New Zealand. My beautiful wife just booked a fantastic, uh, new pilot, which I can't say too much about, but it's, uh, it's, I think it's going to be a really great, great one. And, and, uh, you know, she's been working, uh, she's been over here in L.A. for 15 years as an actor, and this is really her big breakout. And um, uh, I'm so proud of her, and uh, she's such an incredible person. So, yeah, and no, I've, I've uh, had a lot of maturing over the, in the last, you know, couple of years. Oh, hang on, here's something that you're going to like. Um, uh, so, Flicks for Change, my film festival, came out of a little course that I did the landmark self-expression and leadership program. Okay, now, that's going to make us giggle because Gina and I are both familiar with it. So let's tell the uh-huh. audience. Uh, by the way, everybody, I want to remind everyone, you're listening to the Leverage Masters on Blog Talk Radio with Gina Gaudio-Graves and Andrea Adams-Miller. And we're interviewing Andrew Steele, actor, activist, flicks for change, um, uh, promoter and presenter and president and co-founder. And uh, we are now talking about how we all have had personal development in our lives and referring to the to Landmark Worldwide, which they have a forum an advanced class, self-expressions, communications classes, all kinds of stuff. I'm actually in the Introduction to Leadership program right now, having been through multiple things. And Gina and I have had a discussion about Landmark and, and what it does for people. So what, how, did it, how did it change your life? Well, for starters, that was the catalyst for moving to America was one of the, um, one of the exercises they do when they say, okay, what do you want? And then you say, 
but like and what's standing in your way i wanted to move to america to follow my acting career but i needed to get my working visa and then you simply change the but to an and i want to move to america to follow my acting career and i need to get my visa so that mental block that you have in your head saying oh i've got this thing i'm never going to do it because i've got to get my visa but switch the and one year later i'm on a plane i'm in america um, you know, I had, you know, I so, so I got so much out of the Landmark Forum and really kind of had a look at myself and who I was and who I wanted to be. Um, and then I came over to America the first week I was here. I had week, I had tickets to the music festival Coachella, and then I looked at also at the advanced program for Landmark, and so they were on the same time. And I'm like, okay, I gave away my tickets for Coachella and I went to work on myself. Just moved over to LA. I've got got to get my stuff sorted because you know there's no time like the present to improve yourself. So I did the the advanced course. Then further, then, you know, maybe a few months later in that, I did the self-expression and leadership program. And from that, my community-based project was Flicks for Change. And I haven't looked back <laughs> since. Gina, uh, have you gone through the landmark program? I can't remember. Just the introductory program. But I recommend it to a lot of my clients. There really isn't anything else out there that accomplishes so much of what Landmark accomplishes for people. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so, um, you know, I've done personal development for years and, and recommend all kinds. Whatever you can get into, if it's personal development, do it. it. You have no idea the stuff that holds us back all the time. Like I'm dual trained in hypnosis and uh, done all these other different forms of personal development. And this one's just been another layer that's been tremendous. So um, I finished um, self-expression uh, just a couple weeks ago, uh, three or four weeks oh, really? ago. And now I'm doing wow. the introduction to leadership program. And my project is the Keep Smiling movement for which I'm the executive director and, and you have been in several of our books, Andrew. Um, Hang on. <coughs> That's been going for years though. Right? Has say that again? You've been doing that for, like, did, if you just finish your SELP, I've seen that around for a long time. Yeah. Well, what had happened is um, Ken was, yeah. so Barry Shore is the original gentleman who started the cards, had the cards that said mm -hmm. keep smiling on them. Ken Rashawn yeah. met Barry um, you know, about 45 years ago and said, hey, I'd love to create a movement with your cards. And Barry ah. was like, go for it. Shortly thereafter, like within six months, uh, Ken and I were working together, and I said, wow, I love that. I'd love to support you. So when I was going through SELP, I said, let's make this official. It is not a non I mean, we, we, it was non-profit because um, Ken spent all no his problem. money doing it, so it wasn't profiting. Yeah. <laughs> it was him spending yeah. all his money creating it. And I said, well, you know, this is something that really means a lot to me, that creating, having people smile, it was something that, um, and when I was in eighth grade, my aunt wouldn't smile because she was embarrassed. Well, I probably was in sixth grade or whatever. She, and she's a couple years older than me, and she wouldn't show her smile because she was ashamed of her imperfect teeth. And she had a beautiful mm. smile. And it always really um, broke my heart. And so I always wanted to do 
something with smiles. So when this opportunity presented itself and I was just assisting, and I would just take pictures now and again and, and contribute to Ken, but when I went through SELP, I'm like, let's make this official. And so during that program, I mapped out a plan and made it a 5013C and a 509A. So we're actually the same distinction as a church, a school, or a um, um, a hospital. So um, it allows brilliant. us a lot more outreach to, and then now it allows us to partner up with other profits and nonprofits. Like Gina does a, a lot of amazing stuff. She has a um, Divisio, which is about like joint venture and collaboration, and she has Directions U, which is a university for lots more information, and she does the business consulting. And then um, to do things like with, um, you know, like Greg Reed, we have his book for the Keep Smiling. So we should probably now really mm -hmm. seriously talk about a Flicks for Change, Andrew Steele book. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I want to, and, want to acknowledge you on, on, on all that work because I know creating a 501c3 and, and 501c9, is it? Um, like, 509a, what, yeah. Yeah, right. What, what a, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of work there, and, and uh, you know, I commend you on, on getting that done because it is a brilliant movement. And, uh, you know, keep smiling. It really is. You know, I heard Frank Shankwitz talk yesterday about it, saying whenever he sees those cards, he, he just smiles. And if he's having a crappy day, then that's all it, you need to be reminded to keep smiling. And, you know, it changes, you know, make up, you know, the, the chemistry in your brain. It just flicks over and it's like, you know, you can't nothing, you can't be, uh, you know, feeling bad if, you, you know, if your thoughts are positive. Um, yeah, so I commend you. Well done. Well, thank you very much. It's been uh, really exciting, and it's really great to, for people like Gina. So this program, Blog Talk, um, the Leverage Masters, was started by Gina and, and another partner of hers, uh, Jack Humphreys, who was her co-host um, for um, – quite a few episodes, of, um, dozens, <laughs> that we're, we're approaching towards the 100 mark here um, within the next wow. couple of weeks. And, um, um, and it's really but exciting the show's to, had, to have that coming. Andrea, the show has had three other names. The show has really? actually been running for over 400 episodes now. <laughs> well, look what That's I didn't done. know. That's amazing. So the platform for Gina to um, – I've been producing the show for her for about a uh, – well, I think about a year this – well, a, a year over a now. year, a year and a half. Um, yeah, a little over a year, a year and a half, okay. And uh, well, it seemed like less, it's so fun. And then I would fill in once in a while, and then recently I stepped up as co-host when the other co-host had some other things he wanted to take on. And, um, you know, to have these platforms to be able to share people's missions and to get other people excited about what they can create for themselves has been so um, life-affirming. So, Gina, thank you for creating this opportunity. Gina is She's always been so awesome about, you know, letting me take lead and pulling people on and, and chiming in. And um, and she was so thrilled to meet you, Andrew, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, great. That's awesome getting a chance to talk to you, to you fantastic well, ladies. Well, we definitely uh, need to tell my old co-host, Jack Humphrey, about Flicks for Change because what he left this show to go and do is to do even more work with Rewilding, which is another nonprofit. Jack's on the board of directors over there, and he's so passionate about Rewilding and all the work they're doing over there. Mm. 
and is rewilding, is that planting trees and, you know, creating more habitat for native animals? It's about all of that stuff. Okay, brilliant. They've my been around for about knows. 30 years. Mm. Yeah, my, my wife definitely wants to get behind the initiative of, you know, planting, um, you know, lemon trees, orange trees, avocados everywhere so that, you know, subsistence families, farming is not just kind of in the countryside, but in, you know, in real, uh, you know, communities in the city as well. It's uh, it's definitely an undertapped resource. And, and, you know, encouraging kids to learn how to plant trees. So you go plant a tree every year and then, you know, we've got another 6 billion trees on Earth. And then when we finally realize that it's clear. Yeah. Tell her to check out a site called hisfarm.org. His, H-I-S, farm, F-A-R-M, dot org. The creator and main writer is a gentleman by the name of Chris Downs, who's both a former client and a very dear friend of mine. He writes for Grit Magazine, which is a farming magazine, on a regular basis. But one of the things he's most passionate about and writes about quite often on his farm is how people, even who live in cities and high-rises, can really have complete control over things like lemon trees and avocado trees and growing strawberries and tomatoes and all that stuff. Mm. And he's got incredible ideas about how to do that in very small spaces. What's Chris's last name again? Down, C-O-W-N-S. Brilliant. <laughs> I will definitely look into that. Yeah, that's Amazing exciting. Guy. I have a lot of Amazing friends who are, Yeah, a lot of people are really wanting to get on this sustainability, which is exciting for me. Um, so I live in Ohio, and I live on a farm, and uh, trees have always been important to me as a as a only child and a lonely child, I was very attached to a pear tree in our yard. So the book, The Giving Tree, is uh, hugely poignant to me uh, because mm-hmm. I came home from school one day and the tree had been chopped down and taken away. So oh, wow. uh, the idea that you know people want to you know create and plant trees all over makes me really excited. I suppose uh, it must be a Ohio thing with Johnny Appleseed, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm excited that the things that you're sharing, you know, are really getting Gina and I excited and thinking about, you know, things that are creating that change um, in the world for us to have more sustainability, you know, awareness, um, you know, uh, changing different things. You talked about human trafficking. Uh, Just as an FYI, um, I taught um, um, uh, sexually violent crime investigation um, after I left mm. law enforcement. Um, so, you know, that is something else that is super important um, because people don't realize how pre- pre- prevalent it really is and how it can be right in your neighborhood. It's um, something that we really want to, I mean, I don't blame people. I, who wants to know that? You know, we, we want to believe yeah. that that doesn't exist. 
and and it does um, just like so many things. So it's there's so many things for people to get excited about. So anybody who's you know if anything from this program, if we get you excited to do something to invest in yourself for change for personal development, or get you excited about change for your community or for an illness or a situation or a you know an animal or a tree, then that's all it takes is that one little one person to hear that for this show and this time that we've spent together to make a huge difference in the world. Yeah, definitely. It, you know, it can just one one small thing you can do can can change somebody's day or life. So you know, as often as we can, um, you know, impart some kindness, uh, yeah, it can make all the difference. And really keep in mind, and this is one of the things I talk about with my students all the time, oftentimes it doesn't mean you have to completely scrap the stuff you're doing to make a difference. Think about Mm. ways in which you can do things ever so slightly different and in the process make an even bigger impact. That's beautiful. That's, That's fantastic. So while while we only got a few more minutes of time, what are some things that you would like to share that we haven't given you opportunity to segue to, Andrew? Well, I feel like you've got you allowed me to share incredibly well, and thank you for your you know fantastic questions. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, I'm I'm. Uh, I'm good. I just wanted to say again how much I love my wife, Kim. She's so amazing. She makes me so happy and has uh, definitely, um, you know, we've been friends for seven years and I moved into her apartment as a friend about a year ago and it didn't take long for me to realize, you know, that I wasn't wanting to leave ever. So it's, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. You know, oh, yeah, what an incredible and, story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And what is yeah, uh, is Kim? Did she take on your last name, or does she have her own name that she uses for stage that she's keeping? Yeah. Well, her name is is Kim Jackson, um, and you know she's a prolific author. She wrote a, a textbook called The Hollywood Survival Guide for Actors, um, which is the one stop shop of you know, anybody that gets off a plane or drives you know from Ohio to Los Angeles to try and make it. Um, you know she has this fantastic book and. Um, you know, we're creating a, uh, a membership site so people can have, you know, an acting. She's a business of the. Uh, uh, she's a business of acting coach for over a hundred clients, um, and but she has this this book which you know gives you a step by step process of you know understanding everything about the industry. Um, so yeah, no, she's a she's she's a prolifically you know intelligent, smart, funny, warm character, which I'm lucky enough to call my wife. I'm so excited to hear all of that. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to hear more about, uh, you know, the book and what you guys end up doing with that. So um, as you get your, um, you know, website developed and and get that ready to launch, certainly reach out to me. And we would love to have Kim on and have her talk about, you know, the industry and, and, Getting helping people know their way around and and understanding that um, certainly I'm sure Gina and I would both be thrilled to to listen to that. I know um, acting is very important, no matter whether you're in a business or in sales or an actual actor. Um, mm. Being able to present yourself in in different lights um, with 
taking on different personas based on the situation and the place that you're at is very important as well as improv. Improv is the way that I, I think is the, oh, I think it's the most important thing that I've learned in my life that's helped me get through the most unbelievable circumstances um, in my life from, you know, tragedy to uh, you know, scary things to ha- happily wonderful things to knowing secrets about things that you need to cover because you don't want to reveal someone's getting engaged or it's their birthday present or mm-hmm. you know, to whatever yeah. it is. Uh, to knowing yeah, about a merger and a business. <laughs> yeah, we call those supplies, like lies, but because of a surprise. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's supplies. awesome. Yeah, that's supplies. fun. So certainly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, 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 yeah, that's cer- certainly super fun. Uh, imp- imp- I just taught an improv, impromptu improv class the other day during a photography shoot. Uh, we were doing a, a shoot in uh, D.C., Maryland area, and one of the kids was saying that he has he wants to be a keynote speaker, and he gets stuck. Um, like sometimes it gets flabbergasted, so I taught him an improv class on how he can switch from subject to subject so he doesn't have to really always think so hard about what he's going to say he can just talk mm. and uh, yeah. it was a lot of fun and certainly you have a lot of other skills that you've learned that you haven't got to share yet so yeah well constantly learning and uh, constantly appreciative and, and humbled and you know I just want to say again thank you to you know Greg Reed Mark Gold, Theo Davies, Frank Shankwitz for, for believing in me and, and giving me this credible, incredible opportunity to, to play you know the creator of the make-a-wish foundation in his biopic wish man which is set to come across u.s theaters on june 7th so you know oh the other thing that i i i, I haven't mentioned yet is we're doing a a competition called uh wish man hero so if you go to wishmanhero.com um and tell us about your hero we're selecting a, a number of winners and uh, bringing them along to the red carpet premiere as well as the hero that they're nominating so that they can come to our world premiere on June 4th uh, at the Egyptian Theatre in Hollywood. So that, once again, that's wishmanhero.com. Um, if you can jump on there and, and, and share your story of who your hero is and why you'd like them to come along and check out uh, Wishman, our world premiere. Awesome. I'm so glad you shared that. Um, I just signed up so I could be on the mailing list so that I can know more. I mean, luckily, I know the I know I know all the crew of everybody that you've mentioned, so I get to hear a little bit of the backstory. But there are certainly things that come up I don't always get to hear about immediately. So this should get me uh, in touch a little bit in case I miss out on on a word or two. And uh, we certainly loved having you on. And Gina, did you want to have any other parting words? Well, thank you so much for sharing this time with us, Andrew, and I certainly look forward to meeting your lovely wife, Tim, on a future show. Yes, and you've been, thank you so much, Gina. And you've been listening to Blog Talk Radio, The Leverage Masters, with Gina Gaudio-Graves and Andrea Adams-Miller. And we are so thankful to have Andrew Steele on with us today, who is uh, an amazing actor and uh, will be seen uh, this summer uh, in The Wishman, um, uh, the true story of uh, Frank Shankwitz and the making of the Make-A-Wish, the story behind the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So thank you so much, and we will let you go now, and we certainly love having you with us and can't wait to hear about the things that are coming up for you in the future as well as the success of the premiere.
Thanks so much for your time, and what a fantastic program. I'd love to come back anytime. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody. You too. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Black Book page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. Thank you.